0: we live
1: in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Ellison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison.
2: Good morning and welcome to The Mickey Ellison Show. This is always the most uncomfortable part of the show for me, and it's getting started, but today I don't know that it's going to be so uncomfortable. Uh, If you've listened to the show in the past, uh, as you know, and if you're listening for the first time, every Wednesday morning before I come and do this show, I get the privilege of being on a political talk show here in Wichita, Kansas, which is run by some great guys. and, and. it is uh, it, it's starting to actually drive me a little nuts because what we're, what we're looking at with these – turn on the radio. Turn on television. It's politics, 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 politics. And, and we think we're going to solve the, the world's problems because we're going to elect this politician or that politician, and, and they're going to they're solve all these great problems if we'll just follow them. And all the ills of the country can be, if we just elect uh, Sam Brambeck or Paul, whatever his name is, that's running for governor in the state of Kansas. And you know, as I stated in, in in the beginning of this show, each and every time, the answers that we're looking for are not going to come through politics. The ills of our country are not political. They're, the ills of our country are, are more so in a way that, that we don't, spend time loving one another as it states in in the opening we're gonna change this world through love we're not gonna change it by trying to bomb some person across the the atlantic across the pacific into into oblivion we're gonna do it right in our local areas with the people we can impact each and every day um, most of the people that that are worthy of following didn't even seek to be a leader in the first place. What what they did is they went out and they served others, and people found those people to be people they wanted to follow. You know, when I highlight certain guests on the show, you know, yeah, you know, how does how does proactive coaching, or changing the game project, or Vanderbilt's Tim Corbin, or our guest today. Uh, her husband, Katie Ursta's husband, Mike Ursta. how does that all fit together? And so what in the world does youth sports have to do with, with fitness and what does um, – well, there's a little t- link there. Or what does David Simpson in the financial aspect have to do with, with getting in shape through Beachbody with Michael Gowan or, or with someone like that? Well, you know, a couple of examples that happens today, why why everything we should do should be intentional, whether it be coaching, whether it be uh, coaching kids, whether it be coaching people to get in better shape, whatever it might be, why should it be intentional? i got two words for you right now, Ray Rice. I'm not going to go into details on that story, but my heavens. Here in Wichita, this week, we just had an incident where a youth football coach was attacked by a dad. And then, six or seven other guys started beating him up, and the next thing you know you got guns out there and over oh, youth football what are we what are we doing to these kids what, what this kid's memories are going to of youth sports is going to be my dad fighting, and the way to solve the the playing time problem or whatever the problem was was to get a gun so I can get my way. but you know, I bring on Michael gallon, Tiffany Swilly, Deirdre Penrose, Tim Corbin, coach of Vanderbilt, Rob Miller from from uh, proactive coaching, and today's guests, Mike and Katie Ursta, because they are leaders, whether they want to be or not, whether they sought to be, they are leaders. Uh, Katie is someone that that was actually, whether she wanted to or not, she was thrust into a position where people are really following her. And the reason I wanted to have have Katie and Mike, and more so Mike the, today. Sorry, Katie, we'll have you on later, but. I wanted to have these people on is because these people give us inspiration. Every one of those folks that I listed in there give us inspiration. They give us hope and they let us know that there are millions just like them out there. That most of us are seeking something better. We're seeking... but, But where do we find it? Well, we find it through people like... Mike and Katie Ursta. If you've listened to the show in the past, if you missed the show, Katie was back on, I think it was July 23rd. If you go to MickeyEllison.com, you can hear the story. And I'm going to welcome Mike after I've ranted for about five or six minutes to the show because um, I want you to hear the story of Katie Ursta again. And there's also some follow up that, that we'll get to towards the end of the show as to, to her condition and what she's working on now along with Mike. But Mike Ursta, welcome to the show, bud. Uh, thanks, Mickey. Thanks for having me on. Hey, um, for those that are hearing this for the first time, and for those that may have forgotten some of the story, um, let's. Would you catch them up on what you guys have been through for the last uh, seven, eight, nine months, um, and and uh, so they will know. It, and then I want to hear more about it from from your perspective as a husband. Okay, sure. Um, so as Mickey just said, you
3: know, the last seven or eight months here, um, at the Ursa household has been kind of a, a, a dark dark place, you know, it's getting lighter now, but um back in February my wife was Katie was diagnosed with uh stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh we received the news, uh, you know, sitting on our gym floor in our basement in our home gym and um you know, it was you know, your first thought is you're shocked. You don't know you don't know what you're gonna do next, you don't know what to think. Um you know, we just knew that we had to take this head on and uh we just we knew there was there was you we had the fight and you fight from both sides. She had the fight and you know, I had to fight on the support end of that as well.
2: Yeah, because you're leaving out something so far, because you guys have uh, have two young children, and actually, um, today is kind of a special day for one of them. Um, yeah. yeah, today is actually our,
3: we have two children, um, Nick, who's four years old, he turned four in April, and Dominic, who is actually one year old today, so it's, it's a pretty special day. You know, we, not long after he was born, so... The whole process of uh, when Katie discovered the the lump uh, was around in jan- the beginning of January, end of December, January. So Dawn was only like four months old. Um, so you know, to be here, you know, you start thinking the things of oh, what's going to happen when he's one year old. You know, where are we going right. to be at with this? And it's, it's a special day for today for her to be done with treatment, and we actually celebrated his birthday last Saturday. Had a huge party. Because we had many things to celebrate.
2: Yeah, and um, be it, being a, a father of, of of two young boys myself, mine are my kids are eight. And actually, they're not. One of them's not so young anymore. He's thirteen. But you know, when when you go, when you get that news, what what is going through your mind? Because I can I, I look at the relationship. My wife Nikki is my best friend, bar none. There's no one else in my life that means more to me than she does we may fight we may whatever it might be but in the end she is the one person that i know no matter what i should throw my mom and dad in there they're going to be mad at me if they're listening to this and but i know that no matter what she will be there for me because she's already proven it um in, in some areas of, of our life but what, as as a father um did Thoughts of of man, I may have to raise these two children on on my own. Did those thoughts cross your mind, or or did you guys just make up your mind that we're not going to let this happen? Yeah, you know,
3: well, that actually it's, it's a good question. It reminds me of like three different times uh, when this all started. You know, the first time was uh, when she was going to uh, get the the lump diagnosed to see what it was. She went to the doctor and the cancer was really the last thing on our mind that we thought it could be. So my older son was at daycare and I was sitting at home with my my uh, younger son and you know four or five months old at the time and she calls me about she's been there for a long time and she calls me and I didn't go that day cuz we just thought it was going to be okay she's going to get a an x-ray or so and you're going to find out what's what's going on. She calls me and She's crying and tells me that it's ninety. The doctor told her that ninety percent chance it's lymphoma. Hmm.
2: And what is I, lymphoma for those of us that are, are not um, experts on cancer? What does that mean? Because I know wasn't it uh, um, Mario Lemieux? That yeah. Wasn't he? It, uh, wasn't he diagnosed with, with that in, in the middle of his career? Right?
3: Yeah, lymph. Yeah, lymphoma is a. Um, it's a blood cancer that starts in the lymphatic system, so your lymph nodes in your body, uh, which, you know, there's you have thousands and thousands of lymph nodes in your body. That It's a big system. And there's two types. There's Hodgkin's lymphoma, and there's non-Hodgkin's. Okay. So I guess if you want better news, uh, a lot of times you, you want it to be Hodgkin's. It's, okay. It's, because non-hodgkins if there's a, has, if they're lesser
2: of two evils that's the lesser.
3: Yeah, I guess, yeah, cuz non-hodgkins it could be so many different types of non-hodgkins uh and different treatments. Hodgkins you, Hodgkins they have a set treatment regimen for it. You know, they can get started on. So that's actually even the more scary part when you told me 90% chance of lymphoma. At that time I knew nothing about it anyway. So, you know, of course my first instinct is to google everything. Right. Um but
2: is that a, uh, is that a good idea or is that a mistake?
3: Well, yeah. For me, it was like a coping mechanism.
2: Uh-huh.
3: So you, you do anything you can to try to find hope. Sure. Um, so, you know, she called and told me that. And I, I knew lymphoma was a cancer. So my first, the first thing I said to her when she said 90% chance of lymphoma, I said, what's lymphoma? I asked in kind of like a denial way.
2: Right.
3: And I kind of got quiet. And, you know, and the first thing she said to me was, you have to be strong for me. And that's kind of, I kind of knew that, um, you know, I I thought to myself about that, okay, yeah, I do. Um, But then, you know, as it started to sit in more, it was like the question you said, you know, having to raise, everything goes through your mind, raising these kids on their own. Are they going to, you know, are they going to lose their mother at such a young age? And you don't know what to do. And then, like, three or four days later, I, I didn't call my parents right away. Um, about three or four days later, I called my mom and dad, and I'm 31 years old, and that's probably the first time I've cried like a huge baby to my mom, mm-hmm. um, and just because I had to just get it out, right? And it didn't make me feel better, maybe not. I don't know, not really. Um, but you know, there was just there was times where I just didn't know what to do, didn't know what to talk to. Um, trying and,
2: and, and I know Katie yeah. mentioned on the show in the past that part of it was it was with all these people surrounding you and and still feeling that that are praying for you. They're they're there for you, but you still feel alone. And, and you had to have been feeling some of that as well because on top of you know you don't have to deal with the cancer, but she needs you to be strong in a situation that I mean no there's no playbook on how to do this, right. That's
3: exactly right. Um, you don't you, you don't know what to do, and you just have to know you have to be strong for her and do the research for her because you don't want her doing the research uh, to things you know to believe to see what we might be going through over the next six months treatment and stuff like that. Because uh, I I I always say that I see how she feels, but I don't feel how she feels because I am not the one going through it. Even though I've you know, when this first started, I said a hundred times, I I wish I could wake up the next day and switch spots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that's one thing that I always pray for is that, you know, if anything, whatever happened to me first instead of my wife or my kids.
2: Uh-huh. Um, but but you don't get that choice, you know? no. no no we don't get that choice Mike we're actually coming up on a break we'll get okay. more of uh, the story from, from Mike's perspective and look forward to uh, Katie joining the show uh, toward the end for those of you that, that uh, want to get an update on where, where she's at and what she's working on and, and uh, those sorts of things we'll be back from this break in a minute
4: the future of online TV is here
1: To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show, where today Mike Ersta, um, the, the husband of One Fit Fighter, uh, Katie Ersta is on with us, and we're, we're, we rehashed a little bit in the first segment about the story that, from his standpoint that, that uh, um, I think ha- has probably been the most inspirational story of any show that I've ever done. Um, and, and we actually here in Wichita got the opportunity for to let people hear more about uh, Katie in the local area, and there, I did get comments, uh, Mike. I got comments from folks that really appreciate – um, it, Katie does give people hope. Um, and, but I also wanted people to get to hear the story from your side because being a husband, I sit back and think about what you guys have, have been through. I cannot even imagine getting the news that you guys got as far as Kate, Katie having. It wasn't just high school, lymphoma. It was stage four. Now, what does stage four mean versus, say, a stage one, two, or three? Um, yeah, stage four, meaning as
3: the locations it is in your body. So, stage one, like you mentioned Mario Lemieux in the very beginning, uh, I believe I've read some things that he was stage one when he was diagnosed, which means he found one lymph node area. So there was a lymph node in his neck. Uh, Katie's case was lymph nodes in the upper region, which may, uh, two spots in the upper region, which would be stage two, and also below the diaphragm, which makes it stage three. Stage 4, meaning if you have uh, lymph nodes that are infected in the bone or organs. And Katie's case, she, they had saw some light up on her um, large bone in her leg, not really sure, you know, what, uh, if it was Hodgkin's or not, but they had to just be, you know, proactive with it and call it stage 4 so she got the treatment that she needed.
2: So, so it's all yeah, about location. And- Okay. Okay. Because I I've never really known that. It just seemed like to me that it it, it makes sense that it the more the higher the number there the, the the is that the worse is that the words that I would use are are the uh, or at least from my standpoint that's the way I would I would envis- visualize it and I would imagine that if it, if it's in all those different regions makes it does that make it more difficult to treat or. Um,
3: it- it puts their, you know, it gives their option. They have to do chemotherapy because it has to get to the drugs have to you know, go through your system to reach all those areas. Uh, one thing with Hodgkin's and actually even non-Hodgkin's lymphomas is stage doesn't typically mean worse prognosis. I, I, okay. I shouldn't say that. it means it's a it's a different prognosis. And if it's only one area to treat, but even mm-hmm. if it's in other areas of your body, it's still very treatable with uh, gotcha. with chemotherapy. Yeah.
2: Okay, and, and you guys have gone, she went through what, 12 rounds? Was it 12 rounds of chemo? Yep, 12, 12 and, treatments,
3: and she finished that on the 18th of August.
2: Well, in, in the meantime, while she's going through this, she is also a beach body, she's a fitness coach, for heaven's sake. what I mean, what was, has that been, been like as far as, uh, uh you know, Katie mentioned to me and, and on the show in the past, it, it, that, that was tough diagnosis when you're teaching other people to be to be healthy, and you're struck with this horrible disease, right? And
3: like she said, I, th- I believe her 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 was turned her mess into her message, mm-hmm. and that's when she decided. You know, I'm going to have to go through this, so why don't I document it along the way and show people there's hope that you can work out, you can strengthen your body, because even exercise keeping she had to maintain a weight so she wasn't trying to lose weight she wasn't trying to gain weight it was just working out and eating right to maintain right weight but also it's mentally i believe it's totally that when you're fighting something like cancer and obviously i've never gone through the fighting part of it from you know having it but right. i believe it's it's got to be 80% 85% mental you have to you have to mentally say I'm going to fight this and I'm going to beat this and it puts you in the right frame of mind to do everything else to work out to eat right to uh, do your business um, and, and doing all that stuff helps keep your mind off it as well That's why she jumped into the business and went full speed um, she's had a whirlwind You know, she, first it was pregnant and doing the business then it was the pregnancy was over and then it was cancer and doing the business and And, you know, through this, she just helped so many people, gave them people hope, uh, met so many new people, and also gained a lot of opportunities with this as well. Well,
2: and and found out that, uh, you know, it goes back to a lot of people and getting busy and working on things that are positive because so many people will sit back watching the news and listening to to me talk about talk radio. This is talk radio. But uh, keep listening to this show. But um, people – if, if you get caught on those negative aspects, because there's plenty of negative to find. It, it's, we're surrounded by it, but we're also surrounded by plenty of good. And, and I believe that most people will be attracted to that good if we just, with folks like Katie, give, giving people hope. That's why um, you know next week, I, I think I told you during the break, the, the show that I'm doing next week is probably the hardest show. Actually, Michael Gallon's coming on with me to, to, to get through it. We're going to record it tomorrow. But it's telling my story, and part of the reason I'm telling that story, um, Mike, is because of Katie. When she talks about turning her mess into her message, because you know what? There, there are people. I I read posts from from a, a post that Shalene Johnson. She's a she's a one of the what do we call it, trainers with with Beachbody, um, and uh, Pio. I've done her workouts, and and what inspires. Me even more and tells me the story that I've got to get out for next week is watching. She put. I think the post was something in, of the nature of, of, "What are your struggles? What are do you struggle with the most?" And, and reading those posts tells me we we need to be telling these stories. We need to, people need to know that that uh, my wife and I from day one started out in debt. We started you know we we dealt with for for years upon years and man. You want to talk about somebody that belly ached and whined for, for about 10 years or 15 years or whatever it was, but once you finally start to put your mind on the positives and, and what you can do, now I look back at that mess that we were in with with, in, with debt, and I see an opportunity to help those that think it's it they're, they're at a point in their life where there's nothing else they can do about it. They just want to give up. Well, don't give up. If Katie Ursta who is, as a fitness coach can be struck with with stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma and do what she has done and I can't wait to see what you guys to do do together going forward then none of us have an excuse but we also need someone to lean on when when we have those struggles a- am I wrong in that Mike No that's exactly right you know you need to you need to
3: find those people just as in the beginning when I was looking for hope, looking on the internet, reading blogs, and I I have actually a couple links saved in my phone of survivor stories that I've read uh, that, you know, I would, I probably, this one girl, I've probably read her story, I went, 50 times, just in the hard times, you, I'd go back and read it and remember, okay, this is beatable, she's, you know, responding, and it, it's hard right now, and it, but she can beat this, and those, that's that hope you look for, even if it's you know financial. You see someone, like you're saying, if somebody's financially has financial problems out the wazoo, if they see someone, okay, this person was a huge debt and they got out of it, they changed their life around.
2: Well, and I also think I, think I think think Mike, when we've had those those blessings that seemed like curses at the time, and we've gone through those, I think it, we almost have a responsibility to not just tell the stories, but to invite those people in and and, and offer to help them. It reminds me of, of scripture, I think it's in the book of James, where, where James is writing about um, the the high and mighty that, that will look at someone with pity and, and say, oh, I hope you do better, I get better, and, he ta- and I, I'm paraphrasing this, but I'm butchering the story, but in the end, James says, well, it's worthless if you just look at them and pity them and do nothing. Right, and that's, that actually brings, you know, that brings a good point.
3: Is something I was, I was, I've gone through with this is, you know, I, we have actually have a friend who's around 35 years old who just beat colon cancer. And, um, you know, we reached out to her a lot when this first happened, you know, things she's gone through. And, you know, she said you'd find out who, you're going to find out who your real friends are and who are just acquaintances type of thing. And when you know, the news, we first let the news out, you, you, I, you couldn't imagine hundreds of text messages I had from people saying, oh, I hope, you know, I'm sorry. And I would always tell people, don't be sorry. It's, we're going to beat this. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. Uh, and a lot of people say, there's anything you let me, you know, anything you need me to do, let me know. And they're kind of just going through the motions of saying it. But there's also people that said it, didn't say it, but did it. mm mm-hmm. Um, And that was, that's things I've told people, you know, if you have somebody that's going through cancer or going through something like that, don't tell them you're going to, don't ask, say, oh, let me know if you're going to, if you need anything, go do it, go, go cut their grass, go, you know, go watch their kids, go wash their ditches, Uh, help them out, Um, because they're not going to reach out to you and and ask you
5: for something, you know?
2: That's right. what you say. And, don't
3: exactly. Don't pity them, but help them.
2: Yeah, and, and you know we we do put those those posts up there that 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 um, you're in our prayers, and, and, and I you know I think a lot of people do mean that, but it's really easy to to just click a like on on uh, on Facebook or or I don't know what it is a favorite on Twitter or whatever. I, I'm terrible at this stuff, by the way. Um, there, there is a backstory about how bad I am in, in in technology because Katie, I think Katie, in the right before the first show she was going to be on, she said something on Facebook about me PMing her, and I'm like, I don't know what, what, I said, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, I'm 43, I'm not 31, okay? But uh, you know, it, 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 uh, it is. Easy to just hit like and then just go about your business. Right. And um, what what I hope that we're we're getting ready to put together, and we'll you'll see more uh, about it, and we'll talk more about it with Michael on, on the show, is uh, uh, we I do want to go through and help f- folks, whether it be with Katie's group or whether it be with Michael's group or whoever's group it might be, because one common theme that I have seen in in the uh, um, the goals and aspirations of people in in, in Michael's group. Um, I think they call it elite fitness, is the they all want to be debt-free. Well, you and I know that, that physical fitness, becoming debt-free, even our relationship with God, if we choose to believe in God, all of those things are simple. But they do require effort. And Mike, I've taken up all the time in this segment. So when we get back, um, let's talk a little bit more about your experience. And hopefully, somewhere in the middle of the segment, we'll bring Katie on to uh, to tell about where she's at now and what you guys are, are planning on doing going in, going into the future, uh, folks. We'll be back on the Mickey Olson Show in just a minute with Mike Ersta. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people
0: that you want to hear about.
4: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.
1: You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. In the first two segments we talk with Mike Ersta, who is our guest today, uh, about the part of the journey that, that he's been on through through Katie's battle with cancer. And, and it's actually their, their battle with cancer because uh, I don't see how it, it could be anything different when... It, I, I think Katie has mentioned, Mike, that the same as I mentioned about my wife is, is you guys are best friends too, right? Um, and you know when we're on the at, at the break, you there there's a few things that you you um, definitely wanted to to get out to people, and I'm going to let you do that at this point, and and uh, um, it, it's your show. What what are what are some things that you think that the people need to hear, and and what you did to cope?
3: Um, well, like I said before, when I, I see I always say I see what's going on because I'm here and I'm helping her but I don't feel it I'm not the one going through it and even though I wish a hundred times over that I could have been the one to go through it and I just there was just things I just I couldn't I didn't know sometimes at some points didn't know who to talk to you know what to say and and actually that's how you know kind of started to get my faith back in in, in God and I, so uh, you know, I'd never been really a, a real religious person, and I, we you know went to church when I was younger. Went to church, and then we we would go to church on Christmas, Easter, you know, the holidays. Uh, but there's times that I, I felt so alone and in the shower crying, or and just I just talked to God because I had nobody else to talk to at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, my family is there was talked was there to talk to if I if I needed to. But you know, there's just those times when you just need to just. Talk you and God, mm-hmm. and you know, just look for look for signs, look for answers. Um, you know, and, and in that, I just I knew there was I had to do something. I had to try to help. So that's so. There was actually one night. It, I think it was after it was it was in February, and anybody in the Pittsburgh area knows we had a long, dark, snowy winter. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, and uh, and actually. It was after Valentine's Day, because Valentine's will never be the same around here anymore. That was actually the day my wife had a bone marrow biopsy. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so that was a, that was a tough day. And, and days after that, it was kind of just dark, and she was having a hard time. And I, there was one evening when it was just, I, w- I wouldn't call it a fight, but it was, like I wanted to help. But she just, you know, she was just, you know, feeling kind of depressed and such. And I just felt awful. I was getting ready to work out. And I kind of, I like, I felt like I had to get out of the house and it was snowing. It was dark. It was like nine at night. I just went and ran. I probably ran the fastest three miles I've ever run in my life. And <laughs> just came back, collapsed in the snow and just, I just prayed and just asked for her to be all right. Um, and for that point, I knew that, okay, she's going to be all right, but we have to fight through this. And along the way, I want to start to help. Her by helping others as well, and that's when I came up with the idea of you know light the night walk, which is a, a it's a walk it's around the country to um, help raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and that's I was like this is how I'm going to help people along with reaching out to people as well, reaching out to people that are going through cancer, just their their spouses that are going through, they can talk to me. And I think we had talked about it last time on the show when we were on Katie's show was the the push up challenge that I did to raise money. Uh-huh. And it actually we did great with that, and we've raised over four thousand dollars so far. So we're very actually cool. Like very cool, eight hundred towards our goal um, of five thousand.
2: Right, and it's, the listeners of this show, you have no excuse. You, we, Mike has to do eight hundred more push ups before the end of this month.
3: Yeah, well, actually, making, right now it's—I it, changed it for the month of September. It's a jump rope.
2: All right.
3: But I'll do jump rope, push ups, whatever. If it gets us to our goal, I'll do it.
2: All right. And I told you if it gets to be too many, just send it to me, and I'll do. I, I don't know how to operate technology, but I, I there's push ups <laughs> and jump ropes over here for for Katie and what you're doing. But what was the what was the walk you called again? It's uh, that? it's light the night. It's
3: it's held through different chapters throughout the country. Uh, we, you know, uh, it's it's on the the walk. Here is October 9th. It starts actually down at Heinz Field for the Steelers play, and it's to benefit the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and that's where we we set up a team and we have we get donations and and such through that site, or we've done some fundraisers and we we send the checks in that we receive to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and they have it's a big. It's a big walk at night. They have lanterns, and and survivors get T-shirts. Walking, and if you're walking in memory of someone, the whole team gets a shirt in memory of that person. It's 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 really it's a really great event. Okay. Um, we've never done it personally, but we've talked to people who've done it, and we're All looking right, forward gotcha. to this year.
2: Yeah, gotcha. And you had mentioned. Uh, what was it? The three the three things that that you used to cope? Uh, I'm i butchering that. I'm sure. Um, no. Well, what
3: that? I was referring to was there was three three points leading up from you know hearing that it might be lymphoma, finding out that it is Hodgkin's lymphoma, and then the point where I said I went for the run and just like that was that time when I finally I, I realized that okay, I need to be strong here and. And help her get through this. And from that point on, I've you know, we've you know been here battling with her, and it was just before that I was just a mess. I I couldn't. I didn't know what to think. I'd look at my kids and cry, just thinking because you think all the negative, and that's sure. <laughs> you, sometimes you can't control it, uh, so you yeah. have to try to do things to get the negative out of your mind. You read the stories of hope. You 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 help others. You help her. Um, and, you know, helping her and being here through this, and it's it's made our marriage so much stronger. You just, you, you couldn't believe how the things that maybe bothered you in the past, like well, before all this happened was, you know, Katie, she loves leaving her clothes around the house, uh-huh. around the bedroom. And uh-huh. I remember before this, you know, maybe a year ago, so I'd be like, oh, geez, pick up these clothes again. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, one point after, after this all happened, you know, diagnosis. And I just prayed to God. I said, I'll pick up her clothes every day for the rest of my life.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're picking up those those clothes, that means she's there with you to be picked up.
3: And my point is we we get too mad
2: about little things like that.
3: We get mad that the the clothes aren't folded. The clothes are on the floor. But in reality, those things don't matter. They don't. Well, it, you know, we'll leave piles of laundry for days. I, I don't care. As long yeah. as we're both here to fold them, I don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got two little boys that haven't figured out how to pick up shoes yet. But, right. uh, uh, but but you know, it does put it into perspective. And I'm still going to get on and pick those shoes up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. uh, my wife is on me more than, than, than herself. I'm the one that doesn't pick it up. But, you know, it, you're... Your relationship has grown stronger, um, as, as you're saying. How about your how about your faith in God? I mean, it, it sounds like that. Uh, um, you know, through through Beachbody and through what I do for a living and financial planning, we have a tendency really to, to focus on things that are important, but but they're temporary. But right. our, our faith in God is permanent. That is that is. That is the the permanent part of this. Has that changed, and, and how how your relationship with with him has has been impacted? Uh, is is that different now? Oh, it's a lot different. Um, I w- I'd probably be the one that would say, oh, we're going
3: to church on Sunday. But now, I w- you know there was times I would make as Katie wouldn't be feeling well. I was like, Katie, feeling well, I think we should go. Um, you know, it's it was like one of those things where I feel like I need to go and I feel like I need to talk. Uh, and there was many times I would just sit there. And just pray for sitting in church all the time just praying for her. Um, and also starting to pray for the people that we've met throughout throughout this journey. And sometimes, you know, that could be hard with a four year old and a one year old in church.
2: Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I can vouch for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're not four on yeah. one, but it's still difficult even with an eight year old, so that exactly. easier. Uh, so yeah, now it's it's
3: praying for her but also praying for you know, we've met so many people Throughout, throughout all of this, and there's, um, you know, there's a girl that we're, we've been talking back and forth with um, in California right now, who's going through the same thing Katie went through, and you know, just giving her hope and, and telling her, talking to her boyfriend, and you know, letting them know what we've gone through, and that just that feels great for me is helping them, you know, go through that kind of thing, and I tell them I'm going to pray for them because, you know, in the end, something like I said, that was always. I felt like I I had no one else to talk to, and I'm still working on you know the praying and the and you know the the relationship with God, but it's definitely changed a lot in the pat and over this past eight months. Well,
2: and, and I, I think that, that that's a that's an ongoing deal that we're we all deal with. I grew up the same way, Mike. We went to church as every, every Sunday we went to church, um, and uh, it it but. Through what we've been through with with with, with the debt and, um, and and some other things that we'll talk about next week on the show, you know, at, at times I don't know about you. I, I, it, I almost feel feel bad now when I look back. At, there were times I was mad at God. i um, going, why why would you put us through through this? Um, what have we done to deserve this? And in the end, you find out that maybe He had a greater plan than what you what you ever imagined you were going to have and and that plan was it, it Katie says it best turn your mess into your message god god is now giving. You know, like this radio show like i never asked to do a radio show right. this is nothing that, that i uh, now I, I wish that we had five days a week to be telling these stories um and, and and giving people more hope but uh voice america hasn't offered to do that one yet and uh um I guess I could pay for four more shows, but uh, and the wallet would be a little light for that one. But, hey, before we get through this to this break, um, say whatever it is that you, you want people to hear from you, and when we get back, Katie's going to join us.
3: Okay. Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, my goal through all this, too, is to help others through this. So you, know, you go to OneFitFighter.com or Facebook slash dot com slash one fit fighter and reach out to katie and you can also you know reach out to me as well and you know maybe if it's a it's a cancer it's a cancer patient or survivor their their spouse someone who's not going through it they want to talk to me about how you know how I managed to go through it and what I did to help um, because this isn't the you know family goes through this as well right um, they're they're not they're not feel they're not going through the treatment but they're Going through the emotional part of it, and sometimes they need somebody to talk to as well. So, uh, you know, reach out to me on Facebook, and, and, you know, I'll be more than happy to talk to you phone call, email,
2: whatever. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Folks, when we get back, the one, the only Katie Erstel will join us on the show. We'll be back from this break in a minute.
4: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.
1: You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the Mickey Olson Show, and this is the segment I think all of you have been waiting for who have heard the story of Katie Ersta, and that story is continuing. And I believe that Katie Ersta is the most inspirational person I've ever had on the show, and um, I don't just say that coming from me. I, I get it from people that, that have uh, commented on Katie's appearances, but Katie has decided to join us for this last segment, and um, update us on what's going on. Katie, how are you? Hi. How are you? Good. Good. So what's going on, and where are you at now?
5: I'm actually at my house. My husband and I are getting ready to run out. We have a couple of errands to run this afternoon, but I'm feeling amazing. I feel really, really good. Um, I am three weeks post-treatment, so, you know, I'm starting to get my energy back. My hair is growing in a little bit thicker. Uh, So overall, I feel pretty fantastic, all things considered.
2: Good deal, good deal. So, um... What what's next in,
5: uh,
2: in, yeah. in in up for one fifth fighter? What what are you guys going to be working on now?
5: Yeah, so we actually have a, a lot um, you know, going on. September has been a really busy month. My son just turned one today, um, and we just celebrated his birthday, as my husband mentioned. Um, I am actually traveling uh, next week to a conference um, out in Arizona with Beachbody, and I'm going to be speaking and talking about my story um, and sharing it with other leaders uh, on, in Beachbody. So I'm very excited about that. As for, you know, cancer and treatments, um, I think a lot of people think uh, it's kind of a one and done sort of thing. You know, you get Uh through chemotherapy and you're just done with cancer. You know, it's gone. You don't have to worry about it. Um, But that's really not the case. Uh, I actually will have um, an appointment and a scan coming up at the end of the month. Which will basically tell us where we are, you know, if chemotherapy has taken the majority of the cancer, if it's gone, or, you know, if radiation is an option, if that's something we need to look into. Um, And then from there, you know, you're continually scanned for about five years before they actually call you cancer-free. Gotcha. so um, I, I think it's important you know for anyone who's going through this you know when cancer affects you or impacts somebody in your family it's never just a one and done it's never just a you know it's over it's done with it's in your past you don't even have to think about it anymore it doesn't really work like that it's always sort of a part of who you are but you just don't let it define you you know you let it strengthen you
2: well and, and I love what what you call it turning your mess into your message and um you have been an inspiration to me. Actually, I, I I don't know if you were listening to Mike and I earlier. I, I the next week's show, Michael Gowan and I are actually recording it tomorrow night. Um, is probably the most difficult show that I think I have done. I'm actually nervous for this one because mm-hmm. we've. It, it's it, it's easy sitting on this end telling everybody else's story, but uh, when you got to tell your own. Yeah. And and uh, um, you know, and it's not that it's trying to bring attention to me. Is to uh, it's just like I think what you're trying to do is give people hope you know I, mm-hmm. I saw a post from Chalene Johnson earlier today because I follow you know I follow her and a lot of the other beachbody folks on on Facebook and she had posted I, I think it was something about you know what what do you struggle with the most what what are your daily struggles it was something of that matter and you know the more interesting part was for me was to go in and read the the comments from other folks and see the things that they're struggling with and um, much of what we've been through my wife and I uh, are, are things that I think can give a lot of those people hope because uh, one of them centered around finances because that face it that that's one of the biggest challenges that, that people have today because we're we're surrounded by debt we're surrounded by credit counseling services we're surrounded by things that are, are, are telling us that well you know this one' always cracks me up is um come buy this car so we can repair your credit so you want me to get more debt to to, to fix my debt problem i don't understand how that works but anyway um the uh you, you said you're going out to the conference um i'm sure there's other stories that you're going to get to hear when you're out there as well right
5: Absolutely, yeah. There's going to be a lot of opportunity to hear about, you know, how many how many coaches are able to turn their obstacles and make them into something positive, you know, their setbacks or their failures, and and make something good from it.
2: So, um, and, and we would love to if if you get a chance, someone wants to tell their story, we definitely want to hear those stories here because that's that's what this this show is going to be about. From from uh, Back when John O'Sullivan was on to to now is is there is hope. There's always hope, and there are people that have been through whatever it is you're going through, and you think that no one's ever done it before. People have gone through it and gotten through it, and you know I I was telling uh, telling Mike one of the one of the verses of scripture that really hit me was quit saying oh. I feel sorry for you that you're 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 poor, or I feel sorry for you that you're this, or you're going through that. That does nothing. It, I, I think it requires action, and that that's what you guys are doing. And I, I hope that's what this show does. And um, in a couple, in, in a week or so, Michael and and Tiffany, Sweeley and I will announce what we're doing. I hope will enhance everything that you guys in Beachbody are doing as well. And it's not as me as a coach because I'd probably be a terrible coach. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about it.
2: So uh um and and we have about four minutes to close. What uh what do you what do you want to leave people with in, in this appearance because you've been through a lot of the battle but the battle is, is never truly over and 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 until we pass on.
5: Right. So I don't I don't know exactly, you know, if uh Everybody can relate to cancer, but I do think that everybody has a setback or a failure or an obstacle or something that, you know, you almost sometimes feel kind of embarrassed about or you know, you don't want to share publicly. But a lot of times what I find is that those setbacks and those things that happen to us in our lives, you know, People are inspired by, you know, it's just that most people are so afraid to share their story because they're so afraid of being judged or of what other people will think that you focus so hard on the negative that you actually miss what good could come from it, you know, what people actually need and how many people you can inspire and help and provide hope to. So no matter what, you know, that setback is or that obstacle is in your life, it's great to be able to share your story because everybody has a story. It's just that most people are afraid to share it because they're so afraid of being judged. But if you're public about it and you're willing to share it, you won't believe the tremendous outpouring of support that you can get from that.
2: Yeah, and and that is that's what I, I hope we're we're able to do. And and you're right, it is something that uh, uh, the people that are in the middle of struggles that each and every one of us have gone through. Or they they do look for someone that has has gone through it. Um, it doesn't mean that that they want to tell their story right now to the rest of the world. But if we can help them get through that, if if, if someone's deep in debt and they get out of it, or someone battles cancer as you have, and, and you get through that, and and for those that are in the middle of it, that provides them hope because they see that that you you can win, you can win. Katie, we have about one minute left. Um, Whatever it is you want to say at the, at, at the end of this, let's say it. And uh, yeah. I, I appreciate you, both you and Mike coming on this week.
5: Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, my husband, uh, he is usually the behind-the-scenes kind of guy in my business, business and, you know, with cancer and everything. But he has just been such an amazing um, supporter through all of this. And he is very much um, going to be an advocate of, you know, what I do in my business and speaking out for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And he really, truly is you know, my number one fan. He really truly is the reason that I've been able to be as strong as I've become through this journey because I've always had his love and support. And even listening to him talk, I kind of got chills a little bit because a lot of the things he said, I didn't even know because his perspective on cancer is very different from mine.
2: Katie, I'm going to have to actually, I I feel terrible about this. They're going to cut us off in about two seconds. Okay. Um, for, for more information about Katie Ersta and Mike Ersta, follow One Foot Fighter on uh, on Facebook or, or like it on Facebook. Follow the website. Folks, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, thanks. Mike, for, for coming on. And uh, next week um, is my turn, my story. See you then.
5: Thanks, Mickey. Bye-bye. All right,
2: All right thanks.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.